So tomorrow is my second son's birthday. And in honor of him, I decided to think about eight lessons I learned from my eight-year-old because he will be eight. So I, I was like, well, this would be pretty cool. And then I realized, I was like, wow, I have learned so much from my child. So if you have an eight-year-old or soon to be eight-year-old or a child around that age, maybe they are teaching you some of these lessons too, but you just haven't been able to pinpoint it. So I'm going to bring light to that. And if you're not already connected me or following me on Instagram, that is the best place to do it at Kavai underscore Aquin. That's where you'll see a lot of my tips about homeschooling, life, managing five crazy kids <laughs> they're not crazy but they're fun and if you wanted to ask me any questions that's the place to do it so at kavai underscore aquin so let's jump into these eight lessons aloha mamas you've made it to the homeschooling entrepreneur mom podcast i'm kavai aquin rn turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos i know you're frustrated with homeschooling you know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Hey, 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 mamas. So I was being a little emotional because my second child is turning eight tomorrow. And when I thought about that, I was like, wow, <laughs> my kids are growing. And, you know, if you haven't sat back and just looked at each of your children, especially when you got five, it kind of can get chaotic. But I was sitting here thinking, like, what should I share on my episode? And what came to me first was, I should share lessons that I learned from my child and he is turning eight. So I figured let's do some eight lessons that I have learned from him. And when I dove deep into this, I was like, wow, this little kid is really teaching me a lot of things. And I'm pretty sure if you have a kid, no matter what age they are, or even if they're close to eight years old, they are teaching you lessons too. Maybe you were like me and a little bit stubborn <laughs> to even look at it and be like, no, I know. I know what's right. I know what's best. But sometimes their like innocence and their mind and the words they say, man, they hit the right places at the right time. And if you are open to listening to it, you probably will be learning a lot of lessons from your kids too. Well, if you're like, okay, I'm not sure just yet if I'm open to that but I'm willing to listen to what lessons you learned Kawhi and maybe you'll take a few things out of this so let's jump right in number one my eight-year-old or soon to be eight-year-old he always tells stories and when I thought about that I was like that is a great lesson in ourselves because we should all be always telling people stories about anything and if you're an entrepreneur you would know that this is a number one way to do marketing telling your story why because you want to let other people know like hey this is something that speaks to me in this way let's say you are not an entrepreneur or if you don't do any of your own business 
Telling your own stories, it's a great way to make new relationships, to connect with others. Because how do they know if you guys will be a good fit as friends? You got to tell some stories. And yes, allow that person to tell their story too. Ask them questions for them to tell their stories. So that's one thing my child does best. He tells a lot of stories. <laughs> Sometimes to the point where I have to set a, a timer to tell that kid, okay, like mommy got stuff to do and I really want to listen to your story, but I can't do it for like 30 minutes. So let's do it for six. And I would set a timer for that. Anyways, if you haven't shared your story about mom life, about your business, about homeschooling, about anything like that with, with someone, please go and do that this week. Just share your story. And you're like, how do I do that? Goodbye. Well, usually a conversation between adults starts like this. Hey, how's life going? Or how are you? How have you been? Or what you been up to? Has Christmas been crazy? Like something in that sense, right? And most people are like, oh, it's good. Oh, it's busy. Instead of saying that, tell a story. Tell a story about how Christmas has been. Tell a story about maybe what it has looked like in the past and what it, it looks like now. Tell a story about mom life. You know, mom life has been X, Y, Z. And it doesn't have to be happy-go-lucky stories. Let me just tell you that. The more raw you are, the more that you share some of your struggles, that is the type of stories that connects the best with people. So for example, I am actually going to do an ep another episode because Christmas has been burning me out. The holidays has been burning me out lately. And I am the number one Christmas fan in this house, in our family. And for me to have that burnt out feeling, it has been hard to work through. Like, I didn't feel like decorating the outside of my house. I didn't feel like even decorating our tree. And that is a story that I was sharing with one of my friends. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Christmas is not what it usually is. And I have to figure out why. So that would be a whole nother episode. But that is a story I'll be sharing that's not really the happiest, but it's real. That's the thing, guys. It is real. So yes, recap of lesson number one, share your stories, but make sure it's real, authentic stories. That is you, all you, not something made up or what you think other people want to hear, all you. Number two, my second son always says this. He's like, oh, Quinn's never give up. And that was for my husband. And it's such a great thing because it's a great reminder for me sometimes. Sometimes I want to be like, whatever, let's just forget about it. Let's give up. And he's like, no, mom, we never give up. And I'm like, ugh. sometimes he's like, no, we can change our plan. We can refocus. And it's hilarious because a lot of these things I said to them and he remembers it like to the T. So the fact that he keeps saying that, like we never give up. Yes, there are times where you need to do something totally different, shift change your ways like refocus review do all those things but it doesn't mean like just throw everything all away even if you feel like you're doing that I'm gonna tell you like there was a business venture that I was like oh I'm gonna do it went all in realized it really wasn't for me and then when I finished it when I stopped doing it I was like man I felt like I gave up and then I realized like I took so much lessons from that that I really didn't totally give it up and not do anything after that that related to it so there may be times where you feel like I gave up on this business I gave up on this dream I gave up on something like that but I want to challenge you to sit down and th really think about it maybe even journal about it and go did I really give up or did something shift in my life or did 
I realized like that wasn't exactly the path I was supposed to go. And I had to pivot in a certain way because I have lived with portions of me going, man, I gave up on that. And I realized, you know what? I didn't give up on that dream. What I realized was that wasn't the specific goal that was meant for me or that wasn't my real purpose. I had to just go that far in that process in order for me to realize like that's all I needed in so that I could take all of those lessons and move it to where I really want to go and what is really speaking to me at this moment. So that's number two. We don't give up. And mamas, I know you have that in you. So think about that. Is there something that you're like, I felt like I gave up on, but I really didn't. It was just something shifted in my life. Number three. Now, this is one is for me because <laughs> I need to be reminded about it. It's okay to cry. And for me, I have always heard it in my head that we only cry by ourselves. Don't show anybody your tears. That, like, that doesn't show you're strong. Go cry in the car. <laughs> and I was telling my husband this one time. I was like, you know, I heard all the time. Cry. If you need to cry, just cry in the car when you're all alone. And then when you come back, you come back strong. And I was telling him, I was like, I'm never in the car alone. So I don't ever get to cry. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe you should just start crying if you feel like crying. And that has been one of my struggles since I was like fourth grade. And I remember it was because I was teased for being a crybaby since I was little till about fourth grade. And at that fourth grade level, I remember my mom telling me like, tough enough, <laughs> I need you to be stronger. And I remember someone teasing me about being a crybaby and I made that decision. I'm like, I'm never gonna cry again. And it literally is hard for me to cry. And I expressed that to a few of my friends and I said, you know, like, it's hard because like, I feel like crying. And then my head tells me like, suck it up, <laughs> like you're good just you're the mom you need to you need to keep going um and I don't even allow myself to be in that moment and she said to me and she's like you know what crying is good because it cleanses your soul and I was like "Ooh, ooh, that is so true that is good because once you cry like even in front of your kids or anyone else your husband like it really does feel better afterwards so that is something I'm trying to allow myself to do a little bit more. It's just like cry and just let that tears come out rather than fight it back because I know that's not something I want to give my kids. I don't want to give them the you should never cry thing. No, that's not a thing I want to pass on. So my kid, he reminds me that he's he's my emotional one. Like <laughs> He's very sensitive. And so when he cries, like, I have to be like, okay, this is a good thing, but let's also talk about how we can work through it after you, you know, you do your tears. <laughs> Number four, this is something that I learned from him, especially with homeschooling. Take time to teach me and I will learn it quickly. So my second child, he is super smart, very intellectual. But the thing is, like, I need to take time to teach him so that, like, what happens to me is that he is so smart that I expect him to learn everything super quickly to catch on. And what it really is, <laughs> is that he needs a little bit more time because what he's doing in his brain is he's trying to connect all the dots and trying to like put it in a certain order. He's very analytical like that. And I don't really teach that way. <laughs> I know I don't. So 
I have to like show him different ways of doing it. And I have to remind myself like he will get it. Once it clicks, he will get it. And it takes me back to being a little bit more patient and to take my time to slow down a bit, to take time to teach him. That way, once he gets it, he learns super quickly. So same with me. And maybe you too. Maybe you get things, but then it's just not clicking. And you realize, hey, I need to just slow down and take time to really learn this. Because there has been times when I'm like, I'll figure it out. And I'm trying so hard to like rush through a process, rush through fixing something, rush through something in my business. And I realized like I didn't take time to really learn it all and to let it click. And once it clicks, man, I will learn it super quickly and I will do it. So that's a great reminder for anyone who's like a multitasker, who is trying to do it all, who has some homeschool of business and all the things, and you're like, something is not fitting. Maybe you need to take some time just to learn a little bit more or to just step back and see the big picture, and then it will move quickly after that. All right, number five, <laughs> and this will be something I'm pretty sure a lot of you mamas will relate to. Be a great negotiator. <laughs> My kids are great negotiators and I know they probably learned a good amount of that from me. And it's a great reminder because sometimes I feel guilty for asking for things or asking um, to trade or to, you know, hey, could you babysit and I'll do this for you? Like, it's hard for me to ask in general, but I've gotten a lot better with that. And my kids are a great reminder, especially my second one. He's like, mom, what if I do this and then I get this? <laughs> so Maybe you need that in your life too, a great reminder to be a good negotiator because just because someone says no doesn't mean it's no to all the options. Maybe it was no to that one option. And if you just tweak it a little, and this is for like homeschooling, this is for mom life, this is for your business, maybe you just didn't get the right thing there first, like the right package, the right deal, whatever you want to call it. That's why you got to be a great negotiator on that sense. All right, number six. Now, this is definitely one that I love and I do need to get reminded a lot because this fills me so much. Dance like no one's looking. And when we went to Thanksgiving with our family, my family loves to, you know, play music. We call it Connie Kapila and we're just like singing in the living room. And it was like an upbeat song. And my second child, he was just sitting there singing and he jumped up and he just started dancing. Dancing, no shame, no nothing, enjoying the moment. And I loved it. I was like, you are amazing <laughs> because I don't know if I would do that at that point, you know, and his smile lit up the whole room and it was a great reminder like, hey, you got to dance when you feel like it and you need to let it out. Like, who cares what other people are thinking? Who cares what other people are ashamed of? That has nothing to do with you and your joy. So dance like no one's looking means go and do stuff that really means something to you, that lights you up, that fills you up, that really puts that soul back into you, feeds your soul that way. So I hope that's a great reminder for you to take some time for you. Number seven, it's okay to be scared especially when you're trying new things, because that's usually part of the experience. You need to try new things and usually it's uncomfortable. So it's okay. Like that is part of the process. A lot of people are like, 
be strong, be brave. But what that really means is you are scared, but you're still doing it. You are scared and you're still taking the chance to do homeschooling. You are uncomfortable, but you're still taking the chance to start your business. You are uncomfortable and afraid of failing, but you are still in it and you're still working on it. You're doing things day by day. So it's okay to be scared. That is part of the process. That is what makes you braver. And my son is a great reminder of that. So I hope that's a great reminder for you, especially with the new year coming up. Maybe you got to start something new. Maybe you got to continue something. Maybe you just got to stop listening to other people <laughs> and go, you know what? I was scared, but I'm just going to keep going. That leads into number eight. Keep dreaming bigger. And this is something that even though as an overachiever and a person who has goals, I get down sometimes on myself. I get hard on myself. Like, why didn't you achieve this? Why didn't you do that? Why aren't you working harder? But my son looks at me and he's like, you know, mom, I want to do this and I want to do that. And that's one of the beauty of just the innocence of kids is like their minds are not capped. Their minds are not shattered by doubt, by what other people think and, you know, comparison. So I love that about him. And he's like, no, I'm going to do this. And I want to do that. What, could, what if we did this? And I'm like, you know what? What if? <laughs> What if we dreamed bigger? What if we allowed ourselves to put our dreams first instead of last? What if we started becoming and doing the things that we kept saying we're going to do today? And that's all about keep dreaming bigger by doing the things that you are dreaming of. So mamas, that's some great lessons from my soon-to-be eight-year-old. And if you can relate to those, I hope you take at least one or two of those away and utilize it for yourself because in a holiday season, I get it, we are in busy, crazy holiday mode and just ourselves can be lost in it. And I hope these lessons from my eight-year-old will help fill you back up and restore you so that you can keep doing what you do best. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So whatever way it looks like, go on and do that. Hey, mama friend. If this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha, kawaii.